Hi, I'm Marky Mark. And this is Richard. On today's show, we talk to Chris. Okay, so today we all should be out uh, gigging and having fun on a Saturday night, but we're all stuck at home for one reason or another. And uh, But uh, we have the pleasure of having um, Chris on the phone tonight. Hello, Chris. Hello. How are you? I'm not bad. I don't have a cold, so this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've had, my, I've had my cold since December, and I still can't get rid of the bloody thing. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a little cough. That's that virus in it, Rich. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, so yeah, thank you for joining us, Chris, uh, on this uh, Saturday night. And as I said, we all should have been out gigging, which we won't go into because everyone's getting bored of it. So, um, yeah. when did you start? Learning the guitar, what age? Ooh, uh, I, I've been trying to work that out. I think it's about nine or ten um, at school. You know, usual story. Go to see, uh, see a peripatetic teacher in a room. And um, my guy was just uh, this old guy in a three-piece suit every week. And he would sing old songs like, you know, Shadows to whatever. Mm. And he'd sing. And that's how he learned open chords. And then, so that sort of got me hooked, really. All right, okay. Um, and it was, uh, and it yeah, was, you, you just obsessed. I mean, how long did it take you to be yourself taught? Did you go for a teacher or what did you do? No, so I went to see this, see this guy in school. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how I started. Uh, I seem to remember a kid in school had like a Stratocaster, you know, copy, like a cheap thing you get in Argos or whatever. Mm. And I was playing piano at the time and I kind of looked and I was like, how do I go about getting myself one of them? That's really cool. Mm. <laughs> mm. And I think uh, then changed to guitar lessons and, well, I've never looked back, really. All right, okay. Uh, Rich, do you want to throw one in? Um, did you did you study uh, music? So you studied music at school. Did you then go on to college or anything? Yes, I did. Um, so I did, you know, music at school, which, is, which for me was quite classical-based, which didn't really fit. Um, then I went off to do a degree up at uh, Cheltenham. Um, which was basically everything apart from performing. It was, you know, all the other things from copyright to management and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it didn't have any playing in it. And all this time I wanted to be, you know, a musician, I wanted to be a guitarist. So when I yeah. finished that, I took myself down to BIM in Bristol um, and did a performance course there, which is why I'm in Bristol now and essentially why I'm a performing musician. When did you, uh, how, how long did you go to uh, Bristol for? Uh, I went, well, my intention was to go for an academic year in 2010, and I did that course, and then I'm still here. Oh, okay, so, oh, so you, what, you got a year left, a couple of years left? No, 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 so I, I did the one-year course in 2010, and then, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, and then I just stayed in Bristol, so I started working, oh, basically, cool. as, a, as a musician. Is that um, where you're still now, or is it, Chris, you're still in Bristol now? Yeah, yeah, still based here now. So, oh, right. um, and that was sort of my reason for coming down here um, was that music course. And um, yeah, like I said, I've stayed. Just love the city. So yeah, yeah. Well, well <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's usually got a lot going on in Bristol, isn't there? Because there's a lot of places to to to, to play, isn't there? Because there's one pub 
I can't remember the name of it because uh, I heard podcast talk. It was um, um oh, what's his name? Um, the one who's in Shotgun. What's his name? George Ezra. He was George a, Ezra, right? Yeah. There was a pub, isn't there, in Bristol <coughs> that he said he used to play before he was famous. Do you know which one that one is? Yes. Uh, yeah. So he had a, a residency at the Gallimalfry, which is on Gloucester Road, which is like a, you know, it's got all all the pubs and bars. Um, so he was a year or so beneath me while I, whilst I was at Bin. Really? Crikey. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, he was, uh, you know, I think I even played some, you know, open mics where he was on the bill as well and hmm. little acoustic showcases and things, you know. He was just this uh, unassuming tall chap with a deep voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so, you know, then obviously suddenly, so then by, by the time he actually got, you know, proper momentum, I'd left the college yeah. and was you know, working around, around town. And uh, then he got this residency and then it was all, uh, I don't know, it seemed snowball for him, which is great. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, yeah, look how well he's, he's done now. So he's just, what, released his second album. Was it last year? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. So um, usually he takes know, a break. He's, he's, a, he's a perfect example of, you know, the Bristol, uh, Bristol music scene that sort of is very nurturing. Mm. to people mm. Mm. you know pe- people love supporting you know local artists and uh yeah he's skyrocketed so when you finished um you call it what 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 was your first band you joined or did you go by yourself or did you go in a band what did um, you do so when i uh when i moved to bristol i was doing a lot of solo gigs in pubs and bars you know um like mic nights you know, sort, you know um open mic nights was it um it was mainly sort of being booked okay you know, to go and go and entertain a pub for an evening in a you know in some tiny town near swindon or whatever yeah um you know so i was doing loads of that but i really wanted to be a guitarist in the band so week one of the bim course uh, i ended up joining dysfunctional which is which was created in that week mm. so it was it was started then um and we were we had our first rehearsal by the time the first lecture started. How long uh, ago is this? Term one. Uh, this is 2010, so okay. 10 years ago. It's mm. our 10-year anniversary this year. Um, and yeah, so week one, I was already in a covers band. And then I was okay. You know, we started to go through the process of learning songs and getting pub gigs or whatever. Mm. Um, and then basically, that's always been a constant of mine, regardless of doing, you know, session gigs or depth gigs or whatever it might be that I've been doing. Mm. And eventually... The guitar gigs kind of outweighed the solo gigs, and then I put down the acoustic guitar, put down Wonderwall, and started doing yeah. more guitar stuff. You know. <laughs> so have you, have you still got the same? Have you still got the same lineup from mm. from day one, basically? No, I'm uh, interestingly the only surviving member. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it's a uh, it's obviously a naturally evolving thing, and um, I think it's about three or four years ago the. Uh, the singer who was running it left and said, do you want to inherit a band? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why not? And then, um, so then it became my sort of my, my problem. Basically. So, <laughs> have you, how, how have you actually found that experience and kind of running a band? Has it been a positive one or? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. it's uh, generally a positive one because, you know, we're, uh, we're in, in the sort of industry where, you know, you're working for people and your job is to make them make them happy. So that's always been good because it's always very client-based, you know, whether you're at a wedding yeah. or a party or whatever. Um, so that's been really easy. The hardest part has been 
sort of not only dealing with musicians because you're dealing with four or five very different personalities and you've got to yeah. you know make them all on, on the same page and you've also got to uh you know deal with uh all the, all the things like questions you get from venues and brides and just making sure each event runs well i think there's more pressure on that than actually playing the event really mm. yeah yeah and so that's been the hardest thing to sort of become a business person as well as a musician if that makes sense mm. yeah i mean i mean trying to keep i don't know what that's like trying to keep band members uh you know <coughs> is, is is very difficult because obviously you know, you'd like to try and uh, try and keep everybody because it's a, it's great because then everybody knows exactly what they're doing. You just tu- you know you turn up and you just know, don't you, with the flow how it's all going and what the other person's going to do, and it, it makes your life exactly makes your life so much easier. Uh, and then sometimes, obviously, <clears throat> unfortunately, which it does happen now and again, is people some people in the band go, well, I'm not doing this and start doing, I'm not doing that. And they do this and you think, Oh, hold on here a minute. <laughs> so, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cause you, you know, it's, it's nice to keep it. I mean, personally, I like to try and keep everything nice and relaxed. Everyone's the same team. Doesn't matter. You're the front, the back, the side, left or the right. You're all there as one band. No one's bigger than anybody else, whether you run the band or not. You know, everyone's because mm. otherwise it don't. It just doesn't work, does it? Absolutely, and I think um, you know I'm very lucky that the guys in the band are really chilled out. I'm very chilled out, mm. and um, I think that comes across to the clients. I think there's nothing worse than arriving to a wedding, you know, or party, mm. and you're sort of with the band are stressed. You know, that's that's never a thing with us, which is I think what kind of makes it work. Mm. That mm. have you still got the uh, lead female singer? Uh, yes, yeah, we have a we have our female singer, Karis. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you know, she's great. She's really chilled out as well. And um, I think it's just the personality mix is really good. Mm-hmm. That um, helps us come across at events as, you know, hey, don't worry, we've got this. <laughs> so um, so how, how, do you, uh, how do you normally go about getting new band members? Is that kind of an audition process or is it just mates of mates or? Um, so if, you know, someone's sick or ill or if so, you know, someone actually leaves the band, which is obviously pretty rare, but, you know, if we need a yeah. musician, um, it's normally going to be someone you know or a friend of a friend. Um, for example, uh, if you have a debt, I'm always going to go for someone I know. Mm. Yeah. Um, or if if I can, and if not, I'll ask those people. Can you recommend? Ref, sorry, recommend me someone. And um, I think that's the best way to go. And then, I mean, you know, some people sort of naturally, naturally phase out. You know, so a couple of years ago, we had someone who's, you know, deafing most of the gigs, and then it was the same debt coming back, and then they're, they're now in the band you know uh, yeah yeah a natural thing so I always try and go for someone you know or someone you know who knows someone basically okay um, so we haven't actually done an audition of any kind in uh in years actually mm. Mm. so what that your guitar question here for you rich <laughs> not that i know anything right. about guitars um <laughs> <laughs> so chris what what um make of guitar do you actually use yourself now uh so i'm mainly a fender strat person um that's certainly what does most of the dysfunctional gigs mm. uh anyway but it would if i've got my sort of session hat on then that can change mm. um but yeah uh a fender strat seems to be the swiss army knife for me and it's yeah you can pretty much cover anything with that really can't you 
anything right, from kind of you know R and B right up to some classic rock, you're you're kind of safe, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And it's that's you know I don't really want to be switching guitars in a gig, and it's just it's just comfortable. It can do all the things, and yeah, mm. it's got all all those sounds. Whether you need to sound like you know Die Straits one second, or you need to sound like Motown, you can kind of do all you know all the bits. Mm. So what kind of uh, music are you into? Were you back? Were you into when you were younger? And is it changed? What you what are you into now? Um, so I was like many of us, brought up um, by my parents on the Beatles, mm. um, Eric Clapton, mm. Carlos Santana, you know, all all the big names. Yeah. Um, and I still I still love all that stuff. And I think uh, one of my main musical loves is blues. Like oh. I said, um, said earlier, I, I do get to. You know, I do put a blues band together if I can persuade a pub to give us a gig. And, you know, I love playing that stuff. Mm. Uh, so that's that... great. But um... I was going to say, Rich, is, in, in, is it blues or is it jazz you're into? Uh, I like both. The, the, yeah. the blues-wise, I'm into uh, Matt Schofield. I mean, is, oh, is my kind of uh, go-to guy on that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's great. He knows... Uh, he knows all the notes. He's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's fantastic. Um, I think for me, I come from a, I mean, Steve Ray Vaughan. When I discovered Steve Ray Vaughan as a kid, so a teenager, I guess, I kind of put everything else down and was like, hang on a minute. You know, this is this is the guy. Um, and I think like a lot of people now, you know, John Mayer is the is the one, isn't he? He's certainly for me anyway. Yeah, he, he's um, he, he's. Uh... He's definitely unique in in my eyes. Like he, um, you know, he he can pull out the old Steve Ray Vaughan licks. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's got the triple threat, hasn't he? You know, he can sing. Yeah. He's got the acoustic thing style stuff, and he's a electric. You know, he can he can shred if he wants to. But um, yeah. oh, he can write a pop yeah. song as well, which helps. Yeah, that's what I, I quite like. What I quite like about it is he can, he can do the pop stuff, but then he he can strip right down to like a little trio thing. And yeah. just, you know, and rip it up, can't he? Absolutely. And I think, um, just bringing this back to cover bands, I think um, more cover bands need to have that kind of flexibility these days, you know. Mm. A lot of clients are asking for, you know, an acoustic set and a full band set and a and a this and that, you know. So I think... Um, so how, 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 yeah. have you, how have you, uh, as a band, coped with the kind of the changes of, of things like that, like you know, clients wanting more from one band. Is that been an easy process? Um, it's been a been a fun process actually. Like we um because we're we're all, you know, keen, eager musicians. Like if someone says, mm. Oh, can you do I don't know, can you do a, a saxophone and a acoustic guitar jazz thing in a cocktail party? We're like, Well, yeah, we haven't done that before. Okay. So then we'll we'll sit yeah. down and we'll we'll you know we'll we'll get on with it. We'll kinda of do it. Mm. Um so I think the way we've done it is we've we've not kind of advertised you know hey we can do we can do this we can do that we'll just say like look what do you want besides the actual band we'll have a chat and then we'll put a little uh put a little demo together of it and see if you like it because we found that just advertising something like an acoustic duo you know singer and guitar yeah. whatever there's people who specialize in that so people are going to go for that kind of thing so um recently i found you know just saying to people well we're musicians we're here what what, what do you want us to do um yeah. And so we've, we've kind of been trying to adapt by request, if that makes sense. And we found that, for instance, the saxophone and acoustic guitar is actually pretty pretty popular for parties. 
Okay. And do you go uh, up, up and down the country? You don't just stay in Bristol, do you? Yeah, no, we um, we go anywhere, basically. Yeah. Um, we tend, the furthest north we go tends to be sort of just north of Cheltenham. don't know why. Um, but yeah, beyond that, you know, we're all into Wales and the southwest and down in the south and stuff. Yeah. What about um, Scotland? You go all the way up there. Well, we send quotes, but obviously... Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's expensive. <laughs> I know, right, I mean, when we go up there, I mean, the cost is just ridiculous, you know, before you even put the band's fee on, the cost to get up to Scotland from Gloucestershire, it, it's, it's a, you know, you're talking, I mean, for Glasgow, um, I, I probably could do it because we get higher vehicles, so with the new cars, you probably <coughs> do it 90 quid there and back in fuel. Um, yeah. but then obviously you got that, the, and then you have to pay for the hotels. So it depends how many band members, isn't it? Then that adds on. Exactly. Yeah, it, it starts to really uh, escalate quickly. Oh, it, it does. Yeah, because I mean, like uh, Premier Inn could be fifty, sixty quid a room, mm. depending what you can get. Um, and it all adds up, and then they get the oh, well, that's yeah. expensive. Well, yeah, but it, <laughs> we, yeah. you know, we yeah. are driving <laughs> eight hours to get to you. Yeah, right. I had a. Had a quote for Northern Ireland the other month. Crikey! I was like, well, I mean, I'll give you a quote. <laughs> yeah, because you get the ferry cost. How much is it? How much is it to go across on the ferry? Or do you fly? Hundred quid. It's, I, I mean, I said like, I looked on the website. It's like, well, it, it varies. Like, when, when are we going to be doing this? And yes. Like, well, we don't really know yet. You know, so it's um. Given the highest price, yeah. that's the best that right. you can do then. Isn't it? Right. Absolutely. I mean, and then I think at that point you've also got to quote sort of pretty much for your your time just doing the emails because you know there's going to be a lot of admin involved in that kind of gig mm. so you know i think uh, going back to the previous question one of the hardest things i found is sort of almost the man hours that you're going to spend just behind a computer <coughs> you know responding to mm. individual emails on each each wedding you know Oh yeah, well yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the time I sp- the amount of time I spend, if I got paid for the amount of times I spend doing emails, social media, and, uh, video, and everything, I'd be I'd be uh, laughing all the way at the bank. But it doesn't work like right. that because <laughs> obviously you you know it's it's a, it's just trying to you know promote and get things out and, and, and sometimes obviously people don't realize because they're not uh involved or you know customers sometimes they, they don't realize the amount of times uh, you know that bands or promoters or you know put into uh, all the work to get you know to, to to get you there and all the bookings and everything and and a lot of it you know you're doing a lot of it all on your free time um hoping that you you know you get that booking don't you well, absolutely. Mm. Um, I think there's uh, one of the other hardest things is that these days there's so many bands around. Yes. Um, I think you know I, I can almost clock them on the internet, pop up every every week. You know, hey, you know, new new covers band or something. You know, it's just so saturated these days, and it's good, great that people are doing it. But yes. um, it, I think it's a lot more competitive than it was well, it, ten years ago when we started. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were saying about this the the day about the tribute world. Now, the problem with the tribute world now is it's too saturated. There's too there's too many, but the you know the ones that are sound like them and look like them, um, and 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 supposed to be doing it properly rather than being a tribute and don't even sound anything like them. They're the ones who seem to be um, being really busy 
um, or you know getting the getting the good gigs as of you know uh, and it's the same it's it's the same with wedding band. I mean, you could have a most amazing wedding band. I mean, like yourselves for example, and then but you just you might not get anything because there's so many other different wedding bands, and you're thinking, and then the customer has you know an option, don't they, of like ten or fifteen, and you're thinking, well. Out of them, ten mm. or fifteen, how am I going to get picked? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's. I mean, we're a premium product at the end of the day, and that's mm. so people are kind of, you know, when they've got all the stuff, they're like, right, what we've got left for the entertainment, and um, yeah, I think you know, obviously, a lot of a problem in the industry at the moment is that a lot of people are just quoting really low to get the gig, and yes. you know, uh, a lot of these people might be, you know, estate agents by day or whatever, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll do the gig for like two hundred quid because we're just a bit of beer money, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got, you've got that kind of group and then you just got people kind of just doing it so they get the gig. They'd rather get the gig than sort of... Stay at home. Uh, right, yeah, mm. um, which is a bit of a detrimental uh, effect for all of us, really. Yeah. Um, mm. But, you know, I think also I'm now of the mind that I'd rather work for people who want us Yeah. in that you can tell when you get a, a blanket quote that's been, quote email, that's been sent out to 10 different bands and then someone emails you and says you're great, how much are you to play at my wedding? I really want you there. Mm. Then, you know, I'd almost rather just work for these people um, that really want mm. you there because I think it's going to be a nicer experience for everyone. Mm. Um, not that you shouldn't do all the other gigs as well, but, you know, it's a... Uh... How, um, how have you found uh, promo material and how that... One thing I've noticed maybe over the last couple of years, and obviously with your band, being together for 10 years like mm. five six years ago promo videos used to just be uh you used to get in a dingy re- rehearsal room <laughs> stick up a camera mm. play a couple of songs and that was your promo video and you stick it out there but nowadays all the promo videos are they're all studio recorded then it's they, they you know they're full on they look like music videos um right. mm. plus with all the pictures and things like that have you found uh, you know, um, have you seen that change in, in promotional videos? And uh... absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's. I think our one is now a year and a half old. I think our current one, mm. and it already. You know, I think it looks really, really good. But then you're looking at some other people's. You're like, that's like a Beyonce video. Like, what's <laughs> you know? We, yeah, it's yeah. nuts. And the so the thing the thinking I had with my video was that just completely black background you know nothing fancy yeah and you just see the band playing obviously it's still got to be high quality both audio and visual but um yeah. and it's got to be interesting yeah. but i think i mean some of the stuff you're seeing there's people you know hiring out massive theaters there's people like you say doing full-on productions um which is re- really putting the pressure on for us to kind of try and keep up <coughs> my opinion might not be a popular one but my opinion is why are people doing that because that's you know they're not getting the Beyonce production at the wedding. You no, know? no, no. It used to be live, be... didn't it? Used to you years ago. The That's people it, like yeah. see you live. Right. Now they don't give a monkey's crap. They, all they want is like no. the, this yeah. sugar coated video now. I've done. I've done. Be... Sorry, Chris. I mean, you're still going to be put in the corner of an old country house. You know, you know, yep. in a in a room full of reverb. Yeah. You know, it's it's not very representative because yeah. people are sounding so much like like the album or whatever you know so mm. it's sounding so so well produced that yes 
um, without using tracks, which is something we don't do. We don't use tracks. So I understand with all the bands that use tracks, you know, it's going to sound like a yeah. track, you know, but um, that's that's not our sort of our vibe, really. So, you know, for us, we are a live band and we our point is that it's the live energy. So, yeah, um, it is a tricky one. Um, mm. And how to keep up with it. I mean, it's I mean, the, the money I spent a year and a half ago is is a lot of money that took a while to recoup. And, you know, yeah. I'm seeing some of the stuff that's being put out now, and you know, this band's going in every year doing promo, which is is great. But I mean, I I don't know. I'm almost I'm half tempted just to invite people down to live gigs and rehearsals now. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like from MWP's point of view, the first thing <clears throat> when they go on the website is they look at got the stats. Obviously, I can see from the website is the video. <laughs> They, they don't yeah. care a crap about anything else, the customers. It's the video. And if they don't, you know, and they, 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 they look at it, and if they don't like it, that's it. So, I mean, because yeah. we used to have all the bump of all the bands on another page. Da, 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 da. No one, no customers ever looked at it. So we took it really? all off. No, they just, they don't, they didn't care. So, because, <laughs> or, or, or I would say 99% of all the traffic was the video straight to video click and then that was yeah. it and then now and again you get this you know it says right second page they looked at and it was the info but that was one percent and it's always been like that so you know <laughs> the customers you know when they come on all they care about is uh what you sound like what you look like that's yeah the, that, absolutely that's the first thing so you know yeah the video is important but some you know sometimes the videos i mean it's like uh you know we've got i mean all different acts who send us videos and uh, they're all you know different different qualities uh different sounds and some of them you look at them it's like a like you said it's like a or rich said it's like a pop video you're thinking blimey yeah and the, the problem is is that well obviously when they, they sing live you know, you get the feedback and the customer goes, oh, they didn't sound like the video. Well, no, because they've been in the studio, <laughs> haven't they? Made themselves sound, right. <laughs> sound amazing. So you've got to be careful, I think, sometimes that you don't go too far with the audio as well because mm. it, it, you, I mean, it's self... My, go on. Uh, sorry, no, my, my, uh, my video, um, or the destruction <laughs> video, is, uh, mm. is actually, it's, it's professionally recorded, but it's a live take as a band. Yeah. Yeah, um, which I was really keen to do. Mm. That you know, it has to obviously have good quality, mm. um, but it's it's performed live and not tracked, and it's you know, mm. uh, I'm happy. I mean, you know, I'm happy to mime along to a video all day long, but I want the I want the audio to be, you know, yeah, yeah just live. I want it, yeah, have that energy. Yeah, because I mean, we get because you know we've we've seen some acts and you've seen the video and you think, oh great, and then. You have a, I have a scroll up because when I act, say, okay, can I join? So I say, okay, send me your video. So I look at the promo and then I do a little bit more investigation. And then I find them singing live on YouTube and, and you're hearing them, you go, bloody hell, they don't sound like any. <laughs> and they don't sound, yeah. and they sound horrendous. And it is because yeah. obviously they've all, it's all been sampled nicely, hasn't it? You see at the studio. And yeah. I look at, you know, then I look at another video to make sure. And then another video. And if they sound, you know, thinking, well, no, because that's how you sound then, isn't it? I mean, that's not how you sound from... So, so mm. you know, you, you just have to be careful that, you know, because obviously for me, what I'm selling or, you know, get, get, getting work, 
is I'm not selling the customer a load of crap, you know, or lies, I suppose, to say, oh, look at this band, they're brilliant, the video, and they sound just like this. And then they turn up, and nothing like that. Then they, right. Because then they obviously then it comes back to me, and they go, well, the band didn't sound anything like that. Oh, I'm not using that again. Oh, I'm not using you again. So, you, you know, it's it's all very well, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's it's almost that. like a a bank account race, isn't it? You know, it's like yes. well, we can afford we can afford to do this, so let's let's do it. Whereas, mm. you know, yeah. like yeah. I, like I said a minute ago, you know, that's not when you're set up in the corner of a country house at nine p.m. on a August Saturday, like it's you know, it's, it's still a live band, mm. and I think that's got to be the main thing that shines through mm. about yeah. the musicians and the band itself. It's just got to be got to be what it is it is yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's got to be what you know what, what what's on the tin so not falsely selling something that you don't actually you know the the band uh, act doesn't mm. doesn't sound like them and uh, you know the, the, it, to be honest mo- most of the majority that i get through probably 99 percent of them sound just exactly what the audio you know you listen back another live video and i was thinking have a light and you think yeah yeah you sound you sound brilliant, but obviously you get the odd one or two. So yeah, it's just 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 difficult, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. that's the way the videos seem to be going at the moment, which is then costing everyone an absolute arm and a leg. <laughs> right, and um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a pressure for me as a band leader, you know, to mm. obviously keep the quality up, which is which is fine. But then you know, you're spending all this money, and then the band are like, well, you know, can we get? new can we get a new monitor or whatever i'm like well no because i've spent it all on, mm. on yeah. you know having yeah. 24 backing dancers in a music video <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 uh rich do you want to ask another one um oh i've lost my train of thought you'll have to go <laughs> 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 so Chris, so what's your, you know, obviously long, long thanks to Rich, that's hilarious. Your long-lasting <laughs> ambition. So is it to keep the band going all the time, or or do you have another idea what you'd like to do, you know, as time goes on? Uh, is that for me or just the band in general? Well, uh, I'd say say both. Okay, I mean the band is is growing as a business, and mm. um, obviously this. Uh, this little cold that's going around is having a little bit of an issue, but you know, it's mm. generally it's, um, you know, it's going well as a business. And so my plan with that is to keep developing it. Yeah. Um, and you know, onwards and upwards, you know, bigger, bigger gigs, better gigs, just keep on, keep on going. I think yeah. the main thing, if we keep on delivering a good product to the people that want it, I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. and, uh, you know, me, me as a guitarist, um, I think, even when I was learning, I knew I didn't want to play the same stuff the whole time, which is why I do the session stuff and the depth stuff and mm. the, and all the different stuff, you know? So for me, uh, I just want to keep on doing again, bigger and better things. Like, uh, I was working with a development agency last week, um, working with some of their young artists. Um, I was doing some tribute stuff last year, um, with, uh, the Australian Bruce Springsteen tributes. Um, when he came over to the UK, Mm. So I think just more more of these cool, different, varied things. Working with as many people as I can, and um, essentially playing as much music as I can, because that's I think what it's always been about for me. Yeah, you know, even... yeah, yeah. So is it, is it just more... the guitar you play, or do you play any other instrument? Yeah, I'm a guitarist um, mainly. Uh, I do a bit of backing vocals, can do them. Um, and to be fair, when I do a blues gig, <laughs> I'll probably be singing it. Just gonna get away with that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> get away with the blues kick. Yeah. And 
but yeah, I also play um, more for fun, really, but a, a Weissenborn lap slide guitar. A what? I have no it. idea. It's, so Rich might know what that is. <laughs> it's uh, like a, it's a lap guitar, like an acoustic, but the neck is hollow as well. Mm. And, you know, the strings are raised up. There's no frets. Uh, so it's in an open tuning, play it and slide. Um, and it just sounds awesome. It's uh, it's like a Dobro resonator square neck thing, but it's just got a hollow neck. Really cool. Yeah. Really cool sounds. Um, so I'm kind of learning that. Um, and I do play a bit of ukulele, but not that many people know. Um, <laughs> but that, that's mainly just for teaching. So. Oh, I see. Don't judge me. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, Rich, cool. Have you got anything else um, for the twad? I don't know. Just about the uh, the teaching thing. Do you teach a lot? Um, yeah, I teach um, during term times mainly. I work for work for a company um, called the Rock Project. That's a franchise, and I am um, I go into schools in North Somerset doing that, and then okay. I'm peripatetic in a couple of other schools and a sixth form college as well. Um, so that's yeah, that's term times. I'm. I don't do it in the holidays. I think that's really important just to have a bit of, bit of time just to focus on, you know, the business and mm. just playing. Yeah, stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do quite a lot of teaching, um, which is quite handy, especially when things like this happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's good to have going. Um, it's... So have, have, you, uh, have you turned to Skype lessons at the moment? So, yeah. Uh, now, the problem with working in schools and colleges is that you can't automatically do that, like, if you have okay, yeah. a load of private students, you can just kind of switch over. Um, some like the rock project that I work for, that's group based. So we're actually starting again on Monday using an app called Zoom, which is like a, um, yep. like a conference yeah. call thing. So that's we'll see how that goes. Um, I've got a couple of private students that their teams go online through Skype. Um, so we <coughs> can see how it works because I've not actually taught online before. Mm. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, they're all doing that now, aren't they? Do... Teaching online, aren't they? Yeah, most people seem to be really receptive about it. Mm. Um, and I'm starting it on Monday, so we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think the main thing is, you know, camera angles and just making sure you can be seen and heard. And I think it'd just be a bit of a different vibe. But yeah, uh, teaching is <coughs> a really good uh, outlet, really. Mm. And that the, mm. with obviously what's happening at the moment, when mm. at the moment is now your first gig? Uh, well, I mean we've got stuff confirmed throughout the year. So it just depends at the moment, obviously all of April is off. May is as I speak, all the emails are coming in, delaying it to later in the year. So yeah, in theory, I've got, you know, June, but I mean, mm. it's all a bit up in the air really. Yeah, it is. It, um, yeah, it depends what happens in the next four weeks. Right. So a lot of, a lot of couples and, um, you know, pubs and every, everyone basically is saying, you know, we'll give you as much notice as we can, but we're taking it kind of a week at a time. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we go into into June as as it stands, those bookings are there. But um, you know, we shall see. Mm. Um, so in theory, I'll be gigging in June, but I mean, I'm not sure about that. Uh, really. No, as I said, it all depends what happens in the next um, four weeks. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, the, the, but but it's, it's funny how people are all doing all sorts of things online because I've I've noticed yourself. You're doing a bit of jamming, aren't you? <laughs> mm. It's um, I mean, the good thing to take from it is that I'd say ninety odd percent of people, clients, I mean, are just keen to rebook for when it can happen. You yeah. know, even if it's next year, it's like people are like, okay, well, it'll have to move by ten months, and that's fine. So I think 
we're all still going to have the same amount of work mm. eventually. Mm. And next year is just going to be mental, I think. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yes. Well, that's, you know? that's what everyone's hoping, aren't they? So because they reap for what obviously they've lost. Um, yeah. At the moment, so because we don't um, obviously we don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's also the key thing to remember that no no one knows what's going on. So you know it's not like everyone suddenly lost all their work, which we have, but it's gonna it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back around. Um, as hard as it is now, mm. I think it's all gonna be. Yeah. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll get yeah. uh, sorted. Um, yeah, it'll just get sorted. I mean, I was the same. The emails were flying in from, you know, all the different bands they were looking at, and then all of a sudden it's just gone dead, you know, because they, yeah. they all know, and we've stopped posting because there's just no point because no one's even... Um, no one's interested at the moment because they've got, obviously they've got enough things on their hands without me uh, keep pestering them. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, I did speak to uh, another agent earlier today mm. who said they're not they're not signing any contracts for anyone because you know it could it could all be cancelled within ten yes. minutes. Correct. Yeah, that's right. So that's uh, mm. uh, we we've just left it and wait until it all gets sorted, and then yeah. until uh, they say yeah, carry on, and then they will start again. So because absolutely, there's just there's just no point. Um, okay. Um, I think that's a. I think we've basically covered everything. Unless you've got anything else, okay. Rich. No, no. Yeah, it's all good. All good. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Chris, for, uh, for for coming on the podcast. Not a problem. It's been a pleasure. It's been. A, yeah, it has been a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, we uh, look forward to uh, seeing more stuff from the band coming out. And we should, we wish you uh, luck for the rest of the year. Well, thank you very much. We'll uh, we'll catch up when this is all over. No worries. Thanks, man. Take Thanks. care. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.